Good morning, angels. Good morning, Dave. Hey, listeners, if you're listening on your mommy's Spotify, you might be too young for our podcast. On this podcast, we talk about adult themes and drug references. I mean, I don't have knee pads for nothing. And sexual references. So let's go, girls. If you're too young, time to click off. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up. Hello. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's up? Well, I had to tell you about last night. Oh? So it's first Friday, and anything could happen. I decided I wanted to go to the Art Walk on Santa Fe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went down there, me and my man, and we're actually in this... It was an old movie theater, but I never knew what it was. Anyway, we're standing there, and I noticed this handsome guy. He's got blonde hair, and his hair is actually very similar to mine. Color, style, everything. And um, he starts talking to me. So, turns out he's from Dallas. Because, bitch, I'm not from Denver. I'm from Dallas. The big D. And he's here in Denver visiting a friend. And they're both, you know, at the art walk. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, what's a fun place to go? And I was like, oh, well, it's first Friday. Like, you should go to tracks. And he's like, oh, we should all go to tracks. I'll call an XL for us. And my man was like, well, it's really up to Felicia what Felicia wants to do. So everybody kind of looked at me and I said, okay. So then we, the four of us get into an Uber XL with two complete strangers. We just met at the art walk and we're gonna go out dancing. So I said, oh. fuck yeah. So we went out dancing. So tracks was a lot of fun. First Friday is actually lesbian night, but they play the best music so we had so much fun dancing so this guy from dallas because bitch i'm not from denver i'm from dallas the big d his name is ryan turns out he's married but who isn't these days escandalo and i just can't deny the chemistry we had so we did sneak off and we made out in a few corners and whatnot i'm feeling high tonight out of control Tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, we decided to bring him home. Okay. So we did not sleep until 4 a.m. Go deep, no sleep all night. Go deep, go deep, go deep, real deep. Okay. We did all the things. Yeah, the three okay. of us. Okay. Yes, and it's actually the first threesome that my boyfriend has ever had because he didn't fall asleep before. Okay, well that's good. It's a, it's a record for him, and it is the first threesome I ever had with him. And um, it, was, it was very nice. Ryan had a nice fucking dick. And uh, yeah, I was glad to take all the cum, all the loads, do all the things. And so I was just in heaven last night. It was very, very nice. And then today, my boyfriend and I went to the pool with my bestie. You know her, we'll call her Beatrice. Okay. And uh, come to find out, my man had already told her about our evening. And I was annoyed because I'm like, she's my friend. Yeah, she's your friend, but she's really like my bestie. So he took that away from me. And so she's like, well, he didn't really tell me all these details. So you can still tell me. I'm like, yes, I will. But she asked me, she's like, well, I'm glad you had fun. But if you had to do it all over again, would you do it? And I said, yeah, but without my boyfriend. Oh. 
<laughs> he didn't like that. But oh well. Wow, well, I'm glad you got your freak on. Well, yeah, I finally got fucked and I got to come. Congratulations, darling. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, I've been waiting to tell you all day long. I woke up this morning and I was like, I have to tell Philip. <laughs> so... Are you going to see your visitor again, or is he just going back to Dallas and that's that? Well, I mean, he's probably just going back to Dallas, but tonight there is also a suck and fuck party that's happening down in the uh, Golden Triangle. I don't have a ticket yet, but I could, you know, get a ticket. I could go. Um, right now, my boyfriend is meeting one of his buddies from college, and they are, you know, gallivanting or doing whatever, but he'll be back around 8 o'clock. Who knows? Well, I'm glad that that happened for you. That's really cool. I'm so glad that happened to me because when you're dating somebody and then you're like, oh, well, we're going to open things up, <clears throat> it's nice to, you know, actually let them happen in a natural, spontaneous way because how it happened is, you know, this other person came up to us, started talking to me, and then we all just said, you know, yes to the opportunities that arose. So listeners, that's what I have to say for you. If you are living your life and you want things to change or happen for you, just say yes to opportunities. You don't have to say yes to dumb shit, but say yes to having fun. Amen, sister. And who knows, you might get your dick wet and some cum in your mouth or your hole along the way. All the holes. <laughs> Take some sound advice and don't forget it. Anything can happen if you let it. for high tea where we get high and spill the tea i'm philip and felicia here we go hey felicia i'm here i'm here no more on the recreational side darling i have my new medical marijuana card oh my god ring the alarm sound the whistles <laughs> ring the bells oh and you're really high with that medical grade now philip oh, i can get 50 milligrams a gummy 50 milligram wilds coming your way well congratulations philip you got your medical marijuana license how long did it take you to achieve this accomplishment so let me tell you how this goes and i should have seen this coming because i've dealt with this like the city and the state for business licensing and and and, and lots of different things okay i don't care if you're trying to file for unemployment i don't care if you're trying to get a medical marijuana card i don't care if you're trying to get your business license the city and the state are motherfucking assholes they really are they really are the website sucks well and when you call to get help you're on hold forever and then you get somebody that's like very fucking read oh and they just want to transfer you to somebody else well this is what happened i went over to native roots and i was basically complaining that the prices had gone up and that was your that was your first mistake going to native roots well maybe so and i I also told them that I was taking like between 70 and 80 milligrams a day because my tolerance was so high up. So their solution to me was, well, you can save money on the taxes if you go and get your medical marijuana card. Go to this place. So she hands me this paper that says the location is in Denver. Log on to the website, book an appointment for Denver because you got to go see like a doctor to get this. One of the, you know, the, the pot doctors. Okay. okay. 
and Dr. Dre? <laughs> Pardon? Dr. Dre. Well, yeah. You have to you have to get a pot doctor to like, you know, in order to, you know, obtain this medical, you know, marijuana card. So I go and visit this doctor. First of all, I, I think I'm signing up for a, a Denver doctor. The only place this doctor operates is in Boulder. What the fuck? So I drove all the way to Boulder. It's $175 to see the doctor. And then you have to tell him why you want this medical marijuana card. I told him my tolerance this way up. I have pains in my joints and my back and, and you know, yada, yada, boo. Uh-huh. And, you know, got, you know, went through all the bells and whistles, finally gets approved. He forwards a form to my email and to the state approving me for a medical marijuana card. Then once I get the email, I have to follow the instructions that the doctor gives me and go through the state website, which don't co- correlate. Right. They, they don't work. So I have to call the state not once, not twice, not not three times, four times. This was not a simple feat. And you're on hold every single fucking time, like 30 minutes or more. So then I'm I'm trying to be nice with these people. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my name is Philip and I really need this card (laughs) because of this and that. Like, I'm trying to keep it together. Well, but I'm trying to keep it together. You don't want to come at these people like Cheech and Chong and like get denied after you've already paid it like $175 and driven to Boulder. The fucking state of Colorado just wants your 30 whatever dollars. So this whole thing was over $200, and I finally got it. Hell yeah. You want to see? Yes. Let me show you my card. Is it just digital, or um, it's an actual card? It's an actual card, but I took a picture of it so I could show you. So there's the card. So now you can go in and use this at a dispensary and get higher dosage, save on the taxes, and everything else. But here's what I want to know. At the end of a year, if it costs $200 to get this... If I didn't save at least $200, I doubt I'm going to go through this process again. Yeah, like You have to go through this every year. What? Yeah, you have With to... With the renewal process, you have to see the doctor? Yes. That's pay, bullshit. Pay the money. I mean, because they have... It's essentially like getting a prescription. Yeah, I just live... Uh, that's bullshit. But congratulations. Well, we will see. I was I was motivated by homegirl Lucia, who has the 15 milligram gummies. <laughs> And I really want them. Did you ever tell her that I love her? Oh, yes. What did she oh, say? Yes. She was like, oh, I love him. I love, I love Philip so much. She just seems like the nicest, kindest soul. Like, she really does. Do I just not know her? We should have her on the show. Ooh, I would love it. Okay, I'll tell her. You have to get her to come on high tea. Okay. So let's not promise that to the viewers until she agrees. But yes, I we need, we, we need us some Lucia. Anyway, yes, I've got the medical mirror want a card now darling but have you made your first purchase yet? no i need okay. to go okay. but like oh and here's the thing i'm gonna find out if this is true because i went to native roots and because i went to the doctor that they told me to go to and i paid that doctor 175 dollars plus 30 to the state so i've now over 200 dollars deep in this right mm-hmm. apparently if i go back to native roots with my medical marijuana card they give you in-store credit for some of that oh so we gonna, will see. We are going to test this out. To be continued. To be continued. 
update. Yesterday I went to Native Roots to use my medical marijuana card for the very first time. Now I had never been on the medical side, only on the recreational side. And it turns out that there's a lot more involved than just obtaining a card. You have to fill out two separate forms with the dispensary of which you're going to use for your medical grade marijuana. You have to print out your provider's certificate off of the state website. You have to have your card. I had to obtain a receipt in order to get my in-store credit from the doctor that I went to that they had referred me to. So it took me four tries back and forth from the dispensary to get all of their forms that they needed and gain access to the medical marijuana side of the dispensary. I got two vials of the wild gummies, each 50 milligrams each. I got one indica, one stativa, and I got some cream for my tendonitis elbow, which I'm sure everyone gives a shit about. All in all, I walked out of there with probably a two-month supply for $60. Now that's with the $100 off. That's a deal. It was recently announced that Kyle Richards announced separation from her hottest fuck husband, Mauricio. Why would she ever want to divorce that man? Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky are taking some time apart. ETs learn the couple has separated after 27 years of marriage. My husband and I, I think that we're a really good team. We're complete opposites. I always say if it wasn't for me, my husband would be dead because of all the risks he would take. And if it wasn't for my husband, I would never take a chance in life. So we're a good balance. The reality stars share three children, Alexia, Sophia, and Portia. Mauricio's also a stepdad to Farah, Kyle's daughter from a previous marriage. I think that when you have something great and people um, see that, happier you are, the more they kind of come after it. We've learned just to be even more protective of our relationship and, and appreciate it. And let me tell you, if you can survive this, you can survive anything. <laughs> if you can survive a marriage on reality TV, you can survive it all. There's no okay. question. <laughs> People Magazine was first to report the news, with a source revealing they've been separated for a while but they're living under the same roof. It's a shocking update for fans of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who've long considered Kyle and Mauricio the ultimate couple's goals. Well, have you seen her new lesbian music video? Unfortunately, yes. You didn't think, think she looked good? I, I am a gay man and I thought she looked hot as fuck. I'm not into lesbians. I'm not into lesbians either, but lesbians don't look like this girl. She's had a lot of work done. There's a lot of upkeep. I'm not saying she looks bad, it's just not my flavor. I don't know. 
time zone you're in But I, I hear you up like I need a friend I'm gonna make you fall in love with me Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade dialing up the flirt factor for the singer's new music video. I don't get to say that every day. You gotta keep it real. From multiple near kisses to jumping in the bathtub together, the women turn up the heat going total camp fantasy for Morgan's track, Fall in Love With Me. The internet's gonna be popping off about this one, I'm sure. Yeah, the visual has no shortage of steamy moments and innuendos throughout, poking fun at romance rumors between the two. If you get on the internet, you see people are obsessed with, you know, us being friends and why we're friends and, you know, why I would be friends with you. And, Excuse um, me, they want to know why I'm friends with you, too. <laughs> but we thought it would be, you know, kind of a good idea to kind of poke fun at that and, you know kind of troll the trolls a little bit. The unlikely duo sparked speculation that they were becoming more than friends after becoming super close super fast, after Kyle slid into Morgan's DMs to praise her music. And while they're not an item, Morgan hopes the playful clapback does some good. You know, we, we, made, we made this really yeah. sweet video and it's nice to be able to bring that light to, you know, a same same-sex relationship in right. country music. I'm not mad about that, and I think I've yeah. had a lot of people that are excited about that, and yes. I'm like, if we can make something good out of Love a that. gossipy situation, I'm gonna do it. Both women shared a snippet of the video in a joint post on Instagram, Morgan writing, Kyle Richards and I trusted the process of making a piece of art that stands boldly beside this music, and I'm proud of that. Just say what you wanna say, be yourself. And the two were showered with lots of support in the comment section. From reality stars Becca Tilly and Chriselle Staus, both members of the LGBTQ community. And even Kyle's husband, Mauricio Umansky, who sent big praise with fire emojis, writing, so good. Whatever we did worked, and we don't want to mess with a good thing. Of course, this comes after Kyle and Mo were forced to address divorce rumors. You know, I'm seen out at the gym without a ring on. I used to get so upset about these things. I don't even care. I'm not losing any sleep over it. After reports surfaced claiming the two were separated, Kyle and Mauricio released a statement calling the news untrue. But they did admit they have had a rough year, the most challenging one of our marriage. It's weird to have to acknowledge to um, millions of strangers that you're having problems. But, um, you know, it would be nice to be able to work through, you know, issues in your life, um, you know, without everybody kind of like watching and, and uh, weighing in on it. They also made sure to note in that statement, there's been no wrongdoing on anyone's part, shutting down the idea that Kyle stepped out on Mo. My husband and I, I think that we're a really good team. At the time, a source told ET their relationship's a work in progress. And regardless of what the future holds, they both want to have a consistently healthy, trustworthy, loving, and honest dynamic. So is she with that woman? Like, is she an actual lesbian now? I don't know. I, I think this was just a music video. I love being a care driver for a but she like looks good, Felicia. She looks good. Look at her in the kitchen. Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade dialing up the flirt factor for the singer's new music video. I don't get to say that every day. She looks good. She does. Well, what's her husband doing now? Who's her that husband fucking these days, I wonder? 
I don't know, but you know, um, I'm just gonna tell you right now, she looks fucking good in that music video. Go her. Go her. But not go her when, cause you divorced that man. He was so fine. Maybe he, uh, made the switch. Who knows? <laughs> He's on the D and he would definitely be a top. And I'm okay with that. Oh yeah. Felicia, we need to turn to some not-so-good news. What do you mean we have not-good news, Philip? Well, there's just a lot of shit still going on. But I'm high. Yeah. Ugh. This is kind of a buzzkill, but um, China has closed the last LGBTQ center in Beijing, leaving no community resources for people of our community with their crackdown of, <clears throat> you know, being open and free and things like that. The Beijing LGBTQ Center, a nonprofit group serving the Chinese capital LGBTQ community, has closed after 15 years. The center was founded in 2008 to provide social services and organize advocacy programs. It had gained recognition for helping conduct mental health research. The closure comes amid a government crackdown on human rights and political advocates. A similar advocacy group in Shanghai was forced to close in 2021. For more on the situation in Beijing, our reporter Bing Wang spoke with Xiao Gang, a Chinese LGBTQ activist currently in Prague. What does this mean for the LGBTQ community then? Yes, I think this is a, very, a big loss because, you know, uh, you, uh, the, the history of a uh, Beijing LGBT center is really important for the LGBT movement in China because this is uh, the first official, like, uh, physical space for LGBT people in China. So before there's all there's some LGBT organization, but they're not having this kind of physical space open to LGBT people in China. So I think it's a, this is a, a quite a big loss. So now that the center is closed, where can people go to? I think at least now in Beijing, no, which is sad. This is why I think it's a big loss. There's no any other physical center uh, for LGBT people. There's always like a gay related place, but I think center is a different because it, it not is provide like a you know the information that provide like a this uh, like a this like a lot of psychological help and uh, it was the place and people can really get together and feel safe especially in China I think is a, uh, and also
also when you get there is that you can openly talk about your identity and you know everyone will be so supportive i think that's that's kind of like a the meaning of like the the lgbt center yeah. that's really sad and it's like we said in a previous episode that the pendulum of acceptance and non-acceptance it swings both ways and so it's swinging the other way it definitely is if we have any beijing listeners out there hit us up on instagram or facebook let us know what you're doing to survive and rally as a community In other news, a gay man was attacked while pumping gas and dancing and has died in Brooklyn. And you know what, Felicia, these types of killings remind me of Matthew Shepard. A man was stabbed to death at a Brooklyn gas station after dancing shirtless with his friends by the gas pumps. Now, police say a dispute actually broke out between two groups, and the 17-year-old suspected of killing the man could now be facing hate crime charges. News 4's Rana Novini has the story from Midwood. 28-year-old O'Shea Sibley's death may have been fueled by hate. Police saying he may have been targeted because he's gay. Friends say he was a talented professional dancer who wasn't afraid to be himself. He wasn't hide. He was proud. He never hide. He was proud. He was always proud. On Saturday night, O'Shea and his friends stopped for gas at a mobile station on Coney Island Avenue in mid. Surveillance video shows their group, the ones without shirts, get into a heated argument with another group that comes out of the gas station. The back and forth escalates before police say a teenager seen in the video with a black shirt and red shorts pulls out a knife and stabs O'Shea in the chest. Witnesses say the fight started because the victim and his friends were dancing. He had a problem with the redemption. He wanted them to stop dancing and he started arguing with them. And then after a few fights and back and forth arguing, he pulled out a knife and stopped. The mayor today addressed overall crime in the city, citing improvements to public safety, but acknowledging random acts of violence. You have an incident like we saw over the weekend with this young man that was experiencing that hate crime and we will find the person responsible. It shakes our confidence. Looks like a beautiful person, you know. I can't say no more because I'm gonna. I don't want to cry. O'Shea's neighbors in Brownsville say he was always kind and helpful. This neighbor, who also identifies as gay, tells us he had recently warned O'Shea to be careful, saying he worried about his safety. It happens. There's no progress. Progress, yes, but we here don't see it. We have to live stifled. We live here in a community where we have to pretend to be somebody else. Based on the surveillance video and witness accounts, police have identified the suspect as a 17-year-old. They have his name, and they're looking for him tonight. Reporting in Midwood, Rana Novini, News 4 New York. Because he was gay, because he stood up for his friends. O'Shea Sibley's loved ones insist his death was a hate crime, and police are investigating that as a possibility. His friend Otis Pena, who was with him the night he died, shares what happened in a Facebook video. Just pumping gas and listening to Renaissance and just having a good time. Sibley and their friends were at a gas station in Brooklyn, blasting Beyonce while voguing, a form of dance that imitates fashion models. In the surveillance video, you see a group of men come up. Witnesses say the men use gay slurs and told them to stop dancing. Later, police say the 17-year-old with the red shorts stabbed Sibley in the chest. 
They killed my brother right in front of me. Sibley's murder comes during a rise in anti-LGBTQ legislation and sentiments around the country. In a recent report by the Anti-Defamation League in GLAAD, they've counted more than 350 incidents of anti-LGBTQ hate nationwide from June of last year through this April. This includes demonstrations at drag shows, violence against transgender people, and the mass shooting at a Colorado gay nightclub. But it's heartbreaking to know that he has so many deep connections to Philadelphia, that he grew up at the Attic Youth Center, which is a home and a refuge to so many young black and brown queer people. Sibley's murder has shaken many in Philly, too, his hometown. He trained with the Philadelphia dance company, Philadanko, for more than eight years, since he was 14. As a dancer, Beyonce even recognized him, paying tribute on the homepage of her website. Locally, the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office has been trying to better track LGBTQ hate. We have a, a tracker that, that's relatively new to the office, but it essentially allows us to track incidents of bias based on the language that's used, based on the location. Police are still looking for that teenager on the loose. Karen Hua, NBC 10 News. I think it is very sad, and it, it, it is very reminiscent of Matthew Shepard's death. Yeah, it was very upsetting to me. I just I just don't understand the intolerance. Um, and I, I mean, I don't even want to pay devil's advocate with this, because I was thinking, well, was he taunting some people? Was right. he taking too long? You know how, like, you can get pissed off in almost, like, road rage? Totally. Like, if, if you're voguing, and, it, like, you're waiting to, you know, get to the pump, and they're just be fucking around? Yeah, that's a reason to get upset, but but it's not real a reason for someone to lose their life safe, you know? 100. In other news that was in Brooklyn, let's head to the other coast where a woman, where a woman, a mother, a wife, daughter, a business owner, an advocate, she was an ally. She was shot and killed for her displaying of pride flags outside of her business in LA. Well, I think it was about 60 minutes. This morning, authorities in California are investigating what they say could be a hate crime. A California store owner in Lake Arrowhead, a mountain community east of LA, was shot and killed. A allegedly by a man who took issue with a pride flag hanging in her store. California's governor saying this is absolutely horrific. This disgusting hate has no place in California. New folks moving into town, new couples, new LGBTQ families. They were concerned about moving up here. And we hear stories about them driving by her store and seeing the flags and feeling so welcome. They immediately felt the acceptance and were no longer afraid to be up here. Um, and Lori did that for them. Authorities say the suspect, who has not been publicly identified, was fatally shot by sheriff's deputies during a confrontation. The victim 66-year-old Laura Ann Carlton leaves behind a husband and nine children. The Lake Arrowhead LGBTQ organization saying Lori did not identify as LGBTQ+, but spent her time helping and advocating for everyone in the community. She will be truly missed. Her death comes during a year in which authorities say hate crimes against the LGBTQ community have spiked in California and elsewhere. The Anti-Defamation League citing an increase in rhetoric and certain legislation nationwide 
worldwide. The ACLU now tracking 491 pieces of what it describes as anti-LGBTQ legislation, including in Mississippi, where Dabronski Jefferson, star of HBO's GLAAD award-winning show, We're Here, grew up. We're dying. We're crying for help. As for that store owner in California, she reportedly faced vandalism before, but continued to fly that flag. Did they find this person that shot her? What the fuck? Felicia, did you hear about that fight in Alabama, that big brawl about the boats? Yes, And Tonight, Montgomery, Alabama's mayor reacting to a fight between two groups on the city's riverfront, saying it never should have happened. Videos of the incident went viral. The person recording this one telling NBC News it started because a pontoon boat was blocking the spot where the riverboat she was on needed to dock. She says the crewmen from her boat disembarked, and you see the fight starting right there people just running over and joining. Then it just turned into this massive all-out brawl groups, punching, shoving, kicking. At one point, someone even ends up in the water. The mayor says they are now investigating the incident. Something that we take very seriously uh, and deliberately, as with any matter uh, that happens uh, throughout our city regarding public safety. We are fully engaged, and we are doing all of our due diligence to find out exactly what took place. Let's bring in Priscilla Thompson, who's been monitoring all the latest developments. Priscilla, when I saw this video over the weekend, I had to rewatch it because I couldn't wrap my brain up around what was actually happening. What do we know about what happened here and where this investigation stands? Yeah, Ellison, very shocking video. I'll start with the investigation. At this hour, officials say that they are reviewing video of these this incident and that there could be more arrest warrants that are coming. But for now, we know that investigators have issued four arrest warrants so far, though no arrests have actually been made. But to your point about this video and what exactly happened, witnesses say that this uh, riverboat cruise was trying to dock, that they had repeatedly asked the owner of that pontoon to move the boat. And after no one moved the boat, that was when a crewman got off of the riverboat and began to appear to untie the pontoon. Very quickly, witnesses say the folks who that pontoon belonged to came down. There were several minutes of a very heated conversation. And then you see in that video a man shove uh, the worker that was trying to help, and chaos ensues within seconds of that happening. I want to play a little bit of what one of the witnesses on that riverboat described in terms of how all of this unfolded. Take a listen. We were all on the boat and witnessing our poor crewmen being attacked by these guys and we couldn't do anything about it. We, we were forced to be spectators. It didn't have to turn into the brawl, of course, but the brawl occurred because of the anger and the emotions and the frustration all of us were feeling. And what she's talking about in that last soundbite is that once the river boat docks, it appears that you see several people running off the boat, running over to the pontoon. A man punches the man who was on the pontoon. And then we see the fighting erupting again. This time, there appear to be more than a dozen people involved. At one point, a woman is thrown into the water. There is also footage appearing to show someone being hit by a chair. So just an incredibly disturbing event. And as you mentioned, the mayor is now speaking out 
about this. I want to play a little bit of what he said, or read a little bit of what he said in a statement saying, the Montgomery Police Department acted swiftly to detain several reckless individuals for attacking a man who was doing his job. Warrants have been signed and justice will be served. Those who chose violence will be held accountable by our criminal justice system. And one of the conversations that we're seeing happening online is people noting the racial dynamics of this situation, that it was a black worker and appeared to be a group of white folks when this altercation began. Police were asked today if they were reviewing this as a potentially racially charged incident. They declined to say if they were or were not, but said that they are continuing to investigate. story that's gone viral this week. We're hearing from the co-captain of the Harriet Two Riverboat, the man at the center of the riverfront brawl. Tonight, WSFA 12 News has obtained copies of the statements he made to police about what happened that day. In the meantime, a fourth arrest has been made in the case. 21-year-old Mary Todd, you see her here on the right. She joins three others, all charged with misdemeanor third-degree assault. And according to newly obtained court records, all four suspects Suspects are accused of attacking and injuring the riverboat's co-captain, who has been identified as Damian Pickett. Pickett lays out what happened in the moments before, during, and after the fight. Another witness who says her son was attacked, also giving her statement to police. Both people go into detail about their injuries and insults. Some of them racial, they say, came from the attackers. WSFA 12 News anchor Rosanna Smith brings us those details. In these court documents, Damian Pickett tells his story of what happened at Montgomery's riverfront. The co-captain of the Harriet 2 says he received contusions to his rib area and knocked on the back of his head and forehead. He says it was a result of being punched and kicked several times during the brawl caught on camera Saturday night. In Pickett's statement to Montgomery police, he says he was on the riverboat with his captain when they noticed a couple boats close to their docking area. They called on the intercom at least five or six times for a black pontoon boat to move. He says the boaters responded with obscenities, something police chief Daryl Albert outlined in his news conference this week. They were only responded to with obscene gestures, curse words, and taunting. Pickett says he, along with his deckhand, the 16-year-old victim, got to the dock, and that's where the men confronted him. In his statement to police, Pickett says he told the men he was just doing his job. He says a man fired back that the dock was public. Pickett says eventually the men attacked him. He told officers someone hit him from behind. He tried to defend himself by choking the man in front of him. Pickett says he then remembers another man tackling him. He believes he bit one of them and heard one threaten to kill him. The mother of the 16-year-old deckhand in training who was with Pickett was also on the boat. She gave her statement to police. She heard the men yelling and using racial slurs and mentions of getting a gun. Court documents reveal the 16-year-old was punched in the chest and had bruised ribs. 
Pickett identified Richard Roberts as the main assailant, Alan Todd as the man who tackled him, and Zachary Shipman as the man who hit and kicked him. All three, along with Mary Todd, face assault charges. Keep in mind, this is still an ongoing investigation. More charges could be coming sometime soon. A lot of people have been asking if this is racially motivated. MPD has been working with the FBI, and they do not believe at this time it meets the criteria to be considered a hate crime. Val. Did you see the person that swam across, across the I, water? And I did. I did. I don't want to go to hell, but my favorite person's the guy that swings the, the folding chair. <laughs> Wasn't this August 15th? This was a while ago. I don't know. It was before but, I left for New York. But there was a big fight in Alabama. Some night crews was coming back in to dock. They were, you know, out and had the dinner and they were coming in to dock. And somebody's fucking, uh, what do they call those? Uh, someone's dinghy, basically. It was a dinghy. Yeah. Was right there on the dock. They couldn't pull in this bigger boat because this was blocking where the they, where they, you know, tied the ropes yeah. to secure the ship. Ship, and they waited. I found out in news in news stories. They waited over thirty minutes, honking and yelling for the guys to move. So it wasn't just like they they were specifically refusing to move. Like, why are you going to do this? How and it stupid. made me think of the voguing and the gas stations incident. Were they refusing to move? Like, it's not all about you. It's right. like when Beyonce says, "Everybody on you, everybody on you." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not about you. Well, I mean, on Friday night, I got over to Three Kilts, and I see this woman. She gets in her car. I'm like, this is the best parking spot, so I'm going to wait here. So I'm waiting. She doesn't even get out. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, she started her car. She's not moving. I got out of my fucking car. I went up to her car. I signaled, rolled down your window. I said, can I have your parking spot? Oh, yeah. I'm just going to be a minute. She was just on her fucking phone. I'm like, wow. Like, Well, and that's what people do. I remember years ago, and people don't know them anymore, but do you remember pay phones? Yes. If you were on a payphone and someone was waiting, like they did, there was like this 2020 thing where like I remember watching this. And if someone was waiting for a phone, those phone calls on average lasted six minutes more. It's like, oh, I know you're waiting, but I'm here. Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. Express yourself, don't yourself. It's mine, and you can't have it. It boils down to the fact that humans are territorial, and it doesn't matter if you're waiting for a parking spot, a payphone. Most people don't even know what those are anymore, but I remember. Or anything else. Humans are territorial. It's human nature. And I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not bitch. Don't hang your shit on me. It's Wow. Like, that's just, I think, human mentality to like, uh, this is, I've got it, you want it, you'll get it when I'm done. Fuck you. Like, that's just human character. That's just like how humans act. And I think it's shitty. That's really shitty. Because if I know someone's waiting for me, like, especially if I'm crossing the road and like, or, or walking into oh, the yeah. grocery and store. Oh, yeah, just her across the fucking. Yeah. Move your goddamn ass. Like, you don't have to run. Maybe you can't. Just run. fucking move. But go. Don't just like lottie dottie around. But what fucking kills me is the people that walk on the greens when there is traffic coming and that happened to me recently and I just fucking, you know, I like pumped on that gas and they went the other way. I'm like, no, no, not today. Right. Just people are fucking rude. I mean, how many times do I have to say, I, I mean, I'd rather just stay at home now. Like, I just do not even want to be out. Sometimes it's worth it to stay home.
So more problems at Disney. The board that was elected by Ron DeSantis has decided to do away with diversity trainings and things like that that were supported by the Walt Disney Company. It's just chipping away at us. We don't matter. Fuck you. We don't want to hear it anymore. You know, it's it's becoming dangerous, Felicia. Like, this is what I'm talking about. The special district that governs the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida announced Tuesday it was ending its diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, a decision that is firmly in line with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his efforts to limit such measures in areas like higher education. The board of the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, which was appointed by DeSantis after a bitter dispute with Disney, said in a statement that the district's DEI committee would be dissolved, calling their initiatives, quote, illegal and simply un-American. It said any jobs associated with the DEI committee would be eliminated and considerations of gender or racial parity would no longer factor into the awarding of contracts. The announcement comes as Republicans across the country are targeting DEI programs. In Texas, state legislators eliminated diversity offices at public universities. And more than a dozen other states, including Tennessee and North Carolina, have proposed bills targeting diversity programs. In May, DeSantis signed a bill that largely bans public universities and colleges from spending money on such initiatives. The feud between DeSantis and Disney World flared up last year when the governor signed the Parental Rights and Education Act. The act, which critics often refer to as the Don't Say Gay bill, prohibits the discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity inside schools. DeSantis, who is running for Republican nomination for president, has highlighted both his anti-woke and anti-corporate agenda on the campaign trail. National polls have him ranking second among other candidates, but trails former President Donald Trump by a large margin. I think we're lucky because we live in Colorado and everyone is here is on mountain time or hippie time and everyone's pretty laid back and chill here. But like, don't go to Elitches because they'll just call you a faggot. So I'm glad they're going to tear that place down. But literally, like, we look pretty to you? cool. Oh, yeah. When? Recently, we were at uh, in Elitches and high schoolers from Aurora, wherever the fuck they were from, were calling us faggots. And I almost got into a fight. Well, I find that really interesting because the last time I was there, I lived downtown and I was with my ex at the time and back then you could get a season pass for like 50 bucks mm -hmm. and you could go down there and and what pe what people were doing were they were basically using it as free or really cheap childcare. So these parents that had the kids out of school would buy them this pass, drop them off there, and then go to work, and then go and pick them up at the end of their day. Oh, wow. And they would do the water park or the rides or whatever. But after so long, the kids got bored with doing the rides and the this and the that. So they just started hanging around and bothering people. I had trash thrown at me. I was spit on. Wow. I was called faggot. This was back 2002. This was 21 years ago. And this shit's still going on? Yeah. I have not been back because I thought, you know, even if you go and you just ride a few rides at night or whatever it was and just try to like get out a few nights a week with this pass, which is what, why we got it and what we had planned to do. Yeah. Who wants to go and be harassed? You know, this kind of thing never happens to me at Waterworld. Oh, I wanted to go. Do you know it's like 60 bucks a person to get in there? Really? Oh yeah. Do they offer annual passes? I'm sure they do. We're going to have to look into that. I didn't get to go swimming at all this season. I love Waterworld. I wanted 
wanted yeah, to go. I still haven't gone. I wanted to go with the lover and the husband. And when we looked up one Sunday to go out there, and it was like 50 some odd per- dollars a person to get in there, I was like, 150 bucks to go swim? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think when I bought my ticket for Elitch's, it was 40 or $50. I got it on a site that was not the Elitch's site because it was like Trivago or something. I don't fucking know. And uh, I took a lift there because I didn't want to have to park because I figured parking would take forever. Parking was $20. So I'm like, oh my God, my lift was only like eight bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like they really fucking just spice gouge you oh, at yeah. these parks. Oh, I bl- I, I, I agree. Um, that's why we just have to like learn the ins and outs, you know? But and don't go back to Elitch's. No, I, I just, I haven't been back in what, 20, 21 years. You're not missing anything. And they're trying to move it, you know, out somewhere. And I just wish they would. I th- Well, I think Lakeside needs to be condemned. And, you know, Elitch's needs to move, not because a new location is going to fix any of these problems, but because they want all that space to develop the land around the city. It's supposed to be like an Elitch's, like, condominium park. It's all, like, luxury high-rises. Yeah, of course it is. But you want to know what? Ain't nobody's returning to downtown right now. No, because of this construction on 16th Street Mall. And the homeless and the crime and the pandemic and everything else. All the else. homeless no, are but, mostly in Rhino. Well, but, but, well, there is, they're everywhere. They're down, they're downtown right off of 17th. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's a real problem. And, you know, downtown, people don't want to return to their office because that means they're going to have to start paying for childcare. They're going to have to get back that car insurance. They're going to have to pay more for gas. They're going to spend more time commuting to and from. They don't want to do it anymore. Everyone got used to having a Zoom without pants on and nobody wants to go back. That's it. I'm a caterer and I'm still at 50% of what I used to do because people are not going back to work because they have too many reasons why they don't want to. They're making more money staying at home because they don't have childcare costs. They don't have vehicle costs. They don't have an hour each way in commute sitting in traffic on roads that haven't been developed for our population boom in the last 10, 15 years that nothing's been updated, you know? So it, it, it it's really hard. You're very good. I'm fortunate. I live in the <laughs> Highlands. I drive 20 minutes to work. And sometimes it's really hard getting past Coors Field. Just there's a encampments or what do well, you mean? No, like maybe uh, the weather. If it rains, you can't get over the railroad tracks. There's no way to get over the railroad tracks. Um, right. That are right there. The infrastructure has not been updated or, or fixed in 10, 15, 15 years. Yeah. And we've legalized marijuana. We, we, there's, you know, problems going on all over the country, all over the world with global warming and disasters and fires and hurricanes and this, that, or whatever. More and more people are moving here. The cost of living is, is skyrocketing and no one wants to go to work because they can't afford to send their little snot nose to the goddamn sitter. <laughs> oh, fuck you. You made your sexual choices. You need to live with them. We had to live with them in the 90s, did we not? That's a fact, and it's all because someone never pulled out. Now, fuck you, you breeders.
Oh my God, Felicia, I almost forgot to tell you. You did forget to tell me. I think you're a little high. A little bit, darling. <laughs> so tomorrow is the episode drop. No, Thursday is the episode drop. For which episode? And just like that, Samantha Jones is on her way back. It is the season finale of season two of And Just Like That. And drum roll, please. <laughs> just today it was announced that it's been picked up for season three. Well, of course it is. I'm so excited because wasn't there like six seasons of Sex in the City? Yes, I believe so. 94 episodes and two feature films, which were like three bonus episodes each. Yes, yes. So technically there was like 100 episodes of that. We currently, after Thursday's episode dropped, we will currently have 21 episodes of the new and Sex and the like Sea. Yeah. And just like that. And a third season to come. So we're like a third of a way of what we had already had. I think we're so lucky. I mean, just, you know, having this other side of the story. Right. Carrie continues. But now she's selling her condo. Yeah, I know. And I don't know how I feel about that. But I mean, we're just going to have to see it. I mean, one thing, honestly, Felice, in life is the only constant is change. Yeah, yeah. And so I think this is good. But I and and I didn't see last week's episode. Because, I didn't either. Because it was part one and tomorrow's part two. Okay. All right. So it's like episode ten and episode eleven kind of go hand in hand. Agreed. And I was going to New York last week, so and I had all those events, and I didn't have time. And so the, it drops on Thursday, and I'm going to watch them both. That's what I'll do too, because you and I are on the same page. I didn't watch the part one either. But it's been said that it does end on a cliffhanger, which is really annoying. So yeah, I don't we're know. just going to watch it back to back. <laughs> All right, Miss Samantha Jones, come through, darling. Come through, Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Hello, London. What's shaking, lady? My flight's three hours delayed, Carrie. I won't be able to make it there in time. In in time for what? The Last Supper. Miranda and Charlotte told me all about it. I was going to surprise you. Oh my gosh, well you did. I'm very surprised. Now the fog finally lifted, but the crew maxed out. Oh, I am fucking furious. Well, no, 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 don't worry. We'll just get together tomorrow. Honey, I just left Heathrow. I was flying back on the first flight in the morning. Wait a minute. You were flying all the way to New York for an overnight? Well, it is your apartment, and I have to pay my respects. So, uh, put me on speaker. Okay. Go ahead. Put me on speaker and hold up that phone. All right, you're on speaker. Thank you for everything. You fucking fabulous, fabulous flunked. Uh, Samantha, do you have a British accent? Who's Samantha? This is Annabelle Bronstein. I'm from Injok. Ta and cheerio. And have a great night. Ta. Bye. Any more news, Felice? I don't know. I think I've done enough ranting and raving, but... Well, Felicia, I hope all that news didn't disrupt your buzz, darling. Oh, I'm still going strong, Philip. Don't worry about me. <laughs> well, until next time. We're signing off, listeners. Ciao. Want more, Philip and Felicia? You know you do. It's Felicia and Philip. Yes. Check us out on Spotify and SoundCloud. Or on Facebook at High TCast with Felicia and Philip. Yes, of course. Ladies first. <laughs>
Let's be honest, we all have a thing for straight dudes, don't we gays? Flirting with the breeders, sleeping with the breeders, draining them when their wives are being bitch faces. It's a thing! Just gays being gays. <laughs> Listen, bitch, stream all episodes of High Tea with Felicia and Philip. Now streaming on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. Hey there, boys. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.